Star Wars 7x7 episode 3154. Today we're going to extend our conversation about the Empire Magazine feature story on The Mandalorian. We're going to talk about the mini oral history of the creation of Grogu today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So the funny thing about the Empire Magazine oral history of Grogu that makes up the second of three parts of its 20-page Mandalorian Spectacular is that it covers stuff that isn't actually covered in the art of the Mandalorian from season one. I found that to be particularly surprising. When I went back and looked at all of the discussion about the development of Grogu, it's very much from the concept art perspective and bringing that to life. But it isn't about the storytelling aspect of Grogu and how that character came to be. But naturally, there have been endless interviews with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. I'm sure they've covered this ground at some point, but it's new to me certainly through this. Jon Favreau talking about how with Grogu's character and as they were thinking about somebody from Yoda's species, that it couldn't be Yoda obviously, but there was a lot of cloning going on. Is it possible that he's a clone? This is part of what Jon Favreau was thinking and wondering about as he was conceiving of the character of Grogu, but he says ultimately in the Empire article that Grogu is his own person with his own history, and that seems to coincide with where we landed on a previous discussion about this, whether Grogu could possibly be a clone. It seems like we were a little early from where the technology was for that to be a possibility, but of course clones can be their own people too. And then you get Dave Filoni involved in this whole business. He says that he's hearing about how they want to do a Baby Yoda type character and his response is, where are we going with this? And you can hear Dave Filoni's voice, just there's something about the way that quote is delivered in Empire Magazine and I've had the you know, wonderful opportunity to see him on panels multiple times, like just his voice coming through, all the interviews that he's done, like you can totally hear him going, where are we going with this? And knowing that he had to meet with John Favreau and talk with him about this and be a part of the development because in Dave Filoni's point of view, Ryota was such an important character to George Lucas, and if you're going to do anything with this species, like Dave absolutely has to be a part of it. They also talk about how nobody knew for sure how Baby Yoda would go over, except for one person, according to Dave Filoni, Werner Herzog, who plays the client, clocked it from the start, according to Dave Filoni, knew that Baby Yoda was going to be an incredible sensation. Of course, personally, I'm not a bit surprised. And if they just did a whole Disney gallery episode with Warner Herzog talking about his experience on The Mandalorian, like I would watch that over and over again. All right, so another great snippet from that article is how Rick Famuyiwa, who is a director for the show and who is now you know, moving on into producing work in addition to directing for the series, Talk to the puppeteers as if they were the actors. And what a brilliant way of thinking about things. Like, he has to instruct them the same way that he would have to instruct an actor in a scene because they are, in effect, the people who are acting on behalf of Baby Yoda, who, 
as it's described, has a giant sensor pack and an umbilical tether that has to be managed when the puppet is actually moving around. So they talk about the scene in the final episode where the Mandalorian is handing off Grogu to Luke Skywalker, and it's a practical puppet that's getting handed off, but it's also, you know, somebody who's like, on the floor out of the shot who's kind of scooching with all of this equipment it's just so funny to think about and as far as anything related specifically to season three of the mandalorian goes well rick famuyiwa again is the guy who has anything resembling hints or details he talks about how the purity of grogu brings out the best in the people around him and that plays a role in season three also din Djarin having to uh, put himself right with his beliefs and figure out how to move forward and also says that Grogu will have people talking, is going to do things that will have people talking in Season 3, that he's growing as a character and a partner and has to become central to what's going on in Season 3 and for the series as a whole. There's also a bit from Jon Favreau that doesn't, on its face necessarily directly bear on Mando season three, but you know, just reading between the lines, it kind of has to be the case. He talks about the force and about how it offers you certain potential, but it's really what you do with it that makes it so special. It's how hard you train, who you're training with, the kinds of things that you're doing and your dedication to it. Like that's what really brings out the best in you or conversely the worst in you, depending on how you go about things. And so this definitely has ramifications for Grogu because it's going to depend on who's mentoring him. Yes, Luke Skywalker is not mentoring him in season three, so it's a certain level of mentorship that can't happen, but the Mandalorian himself is going to be a mentor to Grogu, and his ethics and his code of honor are going to be an example for Grogu to follow. And I think that you'd probably agree the way the series is developing, Din Djarin is becoming less of a mercenary per se and more of a traditional good guy. I mean, yeah, there's probably still going to be some sketchy things happening, but yeah, the journey seems to be heading in that direction, which is going to affect Grogu's development potentially as well. So those are the highlights from the second of the three features inside Empire Magazine's giant Mandalorian feature in their April. 2023 issue and again if you want to get the whole issue for yourself I got the digital issue via pocketmags.com that's not a sponsor or affiliate thing or anything it's just you know where I got it it's four pounds which is you know pretty good since it's a British magazine so what five bucks ish yeah somewhere around there anyway so if you want to check it out that's where I was able to get a digital copy from it's worked out pretty well for me hope it does for you too and that's what I've got for you on today's episode of the show it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as as always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.